Welcome back to sharing your stories. This time I'm bringing you an entrepreneur of, of his own life. He's called Pierre Le Penec. He lives in Paris and he has been doing incredible things, working with politicians, sales, doing more than 21,000 calls and many other things that I will say only a few people can do 21,000 calls. But Pierre, what can you tell us? How did you get involved in this area of becoming your own entrepreneur? Well, Federico, it's a pleasure to join and to share the, let's say, entrepreneurial story, uh, because I believe people should welcome more entrepreneurial, an entrepreneurial life. And probably what happens to me is that uh, I started as a bricklayer and after two years of outside work, I realized I didn't want to feel broken like my manager when I would be 30 years old. So I am... <laughs> I am at this level in, in, the, in life, but I decided that connecting with people would be a, a great way to develop um, more influence, um, better people to connect with, and better relationship also in, in my life. And I believe that doing it for me would have a positive in, impact around me for maybe my friends, family, or even develop new opportunities. So I became... A, sales developer and I started using the my, probably the what was the most useful and important tool for the rest of my life the phone so I started like, like this to, to connect with people and how did you become so brave to call people because for me to do cold calls and to especially to feel a rejection can be really hard for many people including myself <laughs> the, this is um, a lifetime story uh, I, I also remember hearing, uh, watching, hearing incredible people um, talking about it. But, and from a, my personal experience, it's the same. I still don't like it, <laughs> which is which is completely contradictory for, for um, someone who needs and wants to develop relationships through phones and uh, real life connections. But when I started as a sales developer, I had no training. Uh, I had no... Um, I, I didn't know that I had to develop new skills to do it. So I just picked up the phone and I was failing at a rate of 80 or 100 new cold calls a day for nine months straight. And it was a time for me to understand that in, it was enough failure. So once I, I understood I had not, uh, let's say, not the resources around me from my manager, from my peers as uh, other, with other sellers, or even from myself, not, not understanding what to do differently to, to be better and to have some success. Uh, I just resigned and changed uh, um, from an industry to another. I was uh, in the construction industry and I came to the tech industry. And I decided coming back to school would be a, a good idea to have some some basic trainings, but also being part-time students and a part-time apprentice. So I could learn from real life experience. And I've been hired at um, a large company, a large tech company uh, named Oracle. Uh, so nine months after being a Mason. So that was part of the, of the move. Um, what was the biggest change? Because, for example, apprenticeships are very uncommon. What, what did motivate you to enter in that area? Because it's something, I think you're the first person I know that who has 
really entered to be an apprentice? Probably it was about creating a bridge. I recognize I didn't have all the cards in, in my hands. I didn't know how to play my best game. So I it was like being audacious, but not, not taking too much risk. So I had no money. I couldn't invest into um, uh, more education. There was a, a cost uh, to enter in high school. So being an apprentice helps. You have help from the government, the company you, where you are hired finance your study. So you are basically paid to learn and also provide some new experience to the company where you are applying your, your, your learning and knowledge. So would you recommend people to go into the apprentice option or what is your advice? De def definitely. Um, at, at least just going to school was a failure for me. Um, I, I, was, I decided to be a mason after three years of what should, what should have been a two years of, of scholarship in a higher study in France. So I was just, I needed to go outside. And when, it, when the time came back to, to me to have a different path and be more mature, um, it was the right way to be involved both in, in both environments. The theoretical one, where you learn things in books and trainings with teachers who sometimes have uh, technical experience from the field or sometimes have the professorial experience, and also applying the professional environment into my life. So it was like combining the things. Um, you can do it when you are 15 years old, 20 years old. For myself, I was almost 25 already as uh, it was um, coming back to school. And so that's something very, very, very brave because I will say not many people want to go back to school after when they are 25. And how did you find the apprenticeship? How, what was your strategy? Did you find it easily in the internet or did you go to the, let's say, government agency? How, how did you find them? Do you mean to be hired at a, at a company? Yeah, like the process, because like I like to get a normal job, you just, I don't know, search something on LinkedIn and send your CV for an apprenticeship is something different. I don't know if there is any specific procedure that you follow. Hmm. Someone yeah. guides you to finally, hey, I need to go into this direction. I received some help, but um, <laughs> first I didn't know where to start. So I, I had to do a lot of research on the internet and find a school that would be adapted to my to my to my scenario to my uh, life experience. So I find it. Uh, there was um, um, I had to pass an exam to be to be accepted. So I did it first. Once I've been accepted, I resigned uh, from my from the company I was working for uh, at this moment. It was in 2014. Um, and then I had to look for a new company. I, I was watching, looking at the list of the companies partnering with the, with the school, and I knew only Microsoft. Uh, there was there was plenty of companies, but I was only familiar with Microsoft. So it was like completely a, a new experiment. And I asked a friend who was studying in a high school uh, in a business environment in France, and he told me, okay. This one, this one, this one, and this one are great companies. If you can be hired there, you would have a great chance to have a, um, an interesting future. Good money, good life experience, good apprenticeship, um, interesting people around you. For the others, I don't know. It's up to you. So 
I asked him what is the top one, and it, at the moment he told me it's Oracle, and the top four was like Microsoft, IBM, and SAP. Uh, so large company in Europe and, and the US, a uh, very well-known company. So I started looking at the HR people on LinkedIn to connect with them, sending um, connections with messages. I had no reply, so I went on Twitter once I understood who was uh, responsible for hiring um, new apprentices. And I found her phone number, so I just called her, sent her the longest email I ever sent in my life. In addition to um, uh, uh, the longest resume uh, I made, uh, in addition to um, a motivational letter, uh, which was almost repetitive from the email, but I tried to, to it was like um, all in. And I got a reply. Uh, I got my first call. It was in March 2015. So almost six months after uh, I've been accepted in the company, but it wasn't the right time to be hired uh, at Oracle because um, uh, it was in June that they made their, their, their choices. So I had a positive feedback and I started being rejected at Microsoft. I started having positive um, uh, feedback from IBM or SAP, but I've been rejected at, at those companies. And when I was in other interviews at smaller companies, even good ones, it wasn't like Oracle for me. So I just said no to, to the company where I had opportunities to be hired. And sometimes it was okay to, to come back to them. But I insisted, I think um, I gave and I sent more than 30 emails in the next three months. Um, it was in February, in March, to just create, create the link with the HR person to the point she was almost scared. But I've been able to have three different interviews with three different uh, business unit directors been rejected by two, but accepted by one. I had my best suit. Uh, I had a red tie. It was the first time I wore a tie at the, at the, at the moment. And uh, the end of the interview uh, was like, okay, so what was the, what will be the next step for us if it was um, the end of the interview process? Is there something that is caring, that you are scary about, about me? And the director told me, Pierre, it was interesting, but you are maybe too shy for this um, business assistant job. And I told him, oh, so this is what you think after all the interview process. Maybe I should leave. <laughs> and I, I, I went out of the, of the building saying to myself, why did I tell him this? At the end of the process, I will be rejected. And it was just before entering my last interview at um, IBM and being rejected with them. I never heard about IBM again. Um, just before entering to this interview, I received a positive uh, email to be accepted at Oracle after this. So it was really positive. It seems like an incredible journey and you build a lot of resilience in, in that process. How did you build that resilience? Because it's something that I will say that most people are afraid of even trying or being rejected so many times. And it's incredible that uh, even though they thought that you were a child, you kept trying, trying until you accomplished what you wanted. How, what was for you the, the secret to become so resilient? 
this is a great question. Probably the I'm not born with this resilience. Uh, it's like you you may be born for something, or, or, but you can learn it every time. I believe that we can learn anything in life, and probably for me, it, um, judo helped me a lot. I've been a judo player uh, and a competitor for many, many years at the national level. But I've been studying and learning how to uh, play judo for 17 years. And the first thing, thing you learn uh, to, to do judo is to learn how to fall. Because if you fall and you hurt yourself, uh, it's, it's bad for your health. So you have to understand how to manage the energy, manage your failing, uh, manage um, your uh, posture, your gesture, and everything around this. So this is a continuous process that helped me refine failures. And now I believe that when I face a problem, um, use, combining judo and, and masonry, um, even there, if there is a wall, I believe they can go through the wall. So it's, it's because behind the wall, there is a, an opportunity I'm looking for. It sounds incredible. I've never even imagined that you were a martial artist. We have revealed new secrets. And now, how, like, for example, you, you told me that you have been working in different industries. Mm -hmm. How did you manage those drastic transitions? Because most people will stay in the same kind of position for, I don't know, 20, 30 years. I never even tried, or even if you change jobs regularly, they are always in the same area without without ever trying a different sector. Hmm. Probably because the way we are taught to learn is vertical is verticalization. It's just about managing knowledge with a lot of hubs disconnected one from the other and building a bridge between them, uh, um, like tr being transversal. Um, an example could be using a lot of analogies to understand how two bricks uh, put in the right place together help to create a, a wall, but it's also the space uh, for the doors that will help to uh, create value in, a, in this wall. So you can use it for um, a business case, you can use it for a customer experience, you can use it uh, when you connect two computers to create a network. And it's about moving the vocabulary from a place to another because we are mostly um, multisensorial people. So trying to adapt the vocabulary and the way of learning to, that works and fit best us to have the best communication with our environment, not only with people that will uh, help do the transitions. So construction um, or technology, it's, it's really different and it's almost the same. What do you think has been the most challenging sector for you from the ones that you had to collaborate? As the sector of growing. <laughs> the, the, in, inside the construction industry, inside the tech industry, there is a learning experience. And adapting you, I, I believe that in nature, uh, we, uh, from a mammal um, perspective, surviving is the best learning experience you, you can have. So how do you think about yourself to be a survivor in your environment? 
And by being a survivor, I mean feeling alive, feeling su successful, feeling the fun and happiness in your life. So uh, the opposite is like just stagnation, is being bored by everything, is not feeling inspired. So learning how to be in the first place every time is probably the most challenging one because you need to think differently of yourself when you feel in the second category. So trying to develop the growth mindset to learn new things, connect with people who are, who are feeling like um, belonging in the first uh, group is something really important. So this is how I do. And do you have any place where can people maybe read about your your work or some advice that you give them? Do you have any blog or any account or any place where people can know more about what you're doing? Uh, right now, it's probably on LinkedIn. You can just tap my name, uh, Pierre Le Penec, and uh, find me. So this is where I'm uh, active. And um, I can mention Toastmaster because it's where we connected thanks to online meetings. Thank you, Pierre, for everything you have shared. Do you have any final thoughts that you would like to share with anyone who is listening to us? Probably why we are connected today is um, bring more entrepreneurship in your life because being an entrepreneur is not, isn't just about creating a company. More people should want more and be more to be more successful because it has it, it brings so much in others' life and to us that it it's worth it so you have the more energy than you think use it thank you very much pierre and i hope everybody will learn something new because pierre is a great example that you can be the entrepreneur of your own life thank you federico bye